Welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers podcast. We release podcasts here, in part and in full, on the Joy of Sunflowers website. The Joy of Sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss. We cover a range of topics including fertility, pregnancy after loss and so much more. I speak with a range of people including wellness professionals, medical experts and beautiful mamas. The aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can see you. I can hear you. I'm a bit messy from being in a car, but I'm I'm here. Yay. <laughs> I'm... Uh... This is like the first time, I don't know why, but my uh, my life has had like no morning meetings for a while. So I usually just kind of stay looking like in house clothes and totally cozy time until, I don't know, sometimes like when I have to walk the dog midday or something. So this is like looking good for the morning for me. Hey, you look fabulous. I'm, I'm just, I'll just chuck myself together and <laughs> just come on here as my natural self. Um, <laughs> I come as I am, but yes, I'm, I, uh, definitely, yeah, I, I, uh, do look at, at women like yourself who, you know, do all the things, you know, and I'm like, good on you. <laughs> I just never, yeah. I mean, I, it would be for myself and my husband, like, cause my kids don't really, you know, care. They love you in all <laughs> your forms, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be like you know, covered in, I don't know, spots and just a mess. And they'll be like, no. So, yeah, it's good. how many kids do you have? You have two kids? I've got three. Um, Three. Yeah. And um, we've got another one on the way, hopefully. That's right. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. But the fear is real. (laughs) But it's all right. It is what it is, and you just live with it, really. Um, but hey, I am here to speak about your journey, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keen to know about your journey. I don't know if we can, uh, if if it's like something that uh, you don't want in the video. We can, I can edit it. Or yeah, I can give you the short. So the short is that um, <clears throat> I had three kids naturally no problems. Um, it was really like what everyone hates in this community. Um, uh, yeah, I had, I just had kids. Like I came off the pill and we got pregnant and we had babies. Wow. Um, and, and I married my childhood sweetheart as well. So there you go. Um, the whole fairy tale story. Dreams come true. <laughs> yep. Three kids. And then, and then last year I had two miscarriages. So in May and September, I had two miscarriages. Yeah. Uh, the first one knocked me for six. I was like, what? Uh, but I, I had three kids. What are you talking about? Like I was worried about it when I had my first two, but my third I was like, oh, well, you know, we've done this so many times. Of course I'm going to be fine having a baby. Had the mm-hmm. third one, great. And then, yeah, so when I got pregnant the fourth time, I was like, well, you know, I'm not worried. Um, I'm and- not one of those women who has this issue. Yeah, yeah. And then it happened and I was like, what? What do you mean? What? Do, what? This happens? Women? Yeah. What? And you know, I was just bewildered. I was like, "This is insane." 
Um, and I fell into a bit of a pit for a while. Um, it took about two months for everything to pass through because I decided to opt for natural and they said it would take three weeks and it took, well, I was, I was 16, I was six weeks when I found out that I had a blighted ovum. And by the time everything worked its way out, I was 14 weeks. So I was like, great, thanks for that. So I was waiting that whole time. Wasn't that scary as well? I mean, I had just a period of like three and a half weeks. And I remember being like, okay, am I going to get a fever? Or is this going to like, is is the baby's remains going to like, make me ill or putrefy in my body and just the idea that I was a walking tomb for weeks was yeah it's gruesome it's scary yeah it's like it's like horrifying because you're like well you know I just want to know that it's over like when is this process over yeah so I had the same process I had the same thing like I just wanted it over it was like you know just end now um but I wasn't terrified. Like the only thing I was scared about was bleeding out. Like, cause I'd heard women hemorrhage and I was freaking out about hemorrhaging. Um, yeah. But then I started sort of like slow bleeding. Um, so I, w- I did go for a period of like slow bleeding and it sort of like was on and off and on and off. And I was like, oh, is this it? Like, oh, you know, they said it was a heavy period. Well, this is a light period. This is fine. I can do this. Like it's heavier for me, but it's not like heavy, you know? um so I was like okay and but then it sort of kept going and I was like like I mean oh okay you know I can I can can bleed for a while I can I can bleed for like you know all right um this is kind of like postpartum bleeding like you yeah it just sort of yeah it just sort of kept going and a bit heavier and yeah and then one night um I, I thought it was over um, but then I said, I was on the couch and just, you know, doing what I normally do at night, just chilling. Um, my husband was putting the kids down and I was like, okay, you know, and then I felt pain and I was like, oh my goodness, I've had three kids. So I know what labor is. And I was like, you kidding me? Are you freaking like labor kidding me? Yeah. I started getting these full on contractions. I was like, What? are you serious? I'm doing this now. What? And I got on my hands and knees, like right, like in front of me where I'm sitting right now. And, um, I just started going through the process of delivering my sack. That's what I call it. You know, I called it an egg at first, but someone corrected me and said, no, it's, it's actually called a sack. And I was like, oh, well, a sack kind of sounds worse. I kind of like the egg. (laughs) but fine sack it is so <laughs> when I say I just make sure I say it like sack with bigger you know um so yeah and then it, that took about 45 minutes but during that time I um I was on my own because my husband was putting the kids down and only like a little bit away from me so it was really kind of like I wanted him but like I was I was just there and going through it and I was trying to be really quiet because he was trying to get the kids down and I didn't want them to like you know get upset yeah or like be involved in it you know I was like this is horrible enough and I don't really want them all kind of crowding around me and and getting upset because they they have done that like my eldest he's done that um during like labors and things like that he's seven so 
you know, yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> um, yeah. Also your experience. And, and then if they're there, then I'm sure you're like managing how they're going through it. Definitely. So then I was like ugly crying, just like full on, just ugly crying. Mm -hmm. This is the worst thing. Like I haven't even got a baby and I'm like going through this stupid labor thing. Um, With my last pregnancy, I'd had like panic attacks got like before I was going to go into labor. I was terrified of labor because labor is just so painful. So I was with your third, you had panic attacks. Yeah. With my third, I actually had full on like panic attacks and I thought I was going into labor and my husband was like I think you should just lay down and like breathe and then it stopped sounds like a panic attack sweetheart (laughs) it was good yeah but very scary during pregnancy I'm sure oh yeah and then so when I uh I was delivering the egg he came in he saw that something was going on, obviously. Um, he came straight to me and he was just like, are you okay? Like, you know, rubbing my back. Um, and I'm like full on, just ugly cry, everything. Just my husband doesn't deal with crying very well. Like when he sees someone, oh, no. crying, he kind of finds it funny. Disgusting. <laughs> like repulsive. So, so I could see and feel that he was trying not to cry. I mean, sorry, not to laugh. Sorry, not to laugh. Because he wanted to laugh. Oh, Funny. Yeah, he finds it funny. Sorry, he finds it funny. Okay, so I'm like ugly ass crying. Okay, and he's trying really hard not to laugh because he finds crying funny. Oh, he does it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's like a coping thing. I think he just. Yeah, I I worked with someone who did that as well, and like some she we discovered it because she told you know someone at work had said my my mother died and and she then laughed. she started laughing and we were like what's happening so that's it's a legitimate response I believe you it is so he was trying really hard not to laugh okay so I'm crying you know but then I I note that and I feel like like that was a blessing from God or something because I was in the when I was in the moment I was I was hating it okay I was just it was just awful but feeling that from him I started laughing I actually started laughing. <laughs> he was like, I mean, sometimes like, what else can you do? And yeah. and it is a form of a release, right? And you need yeah. crying to release, like, laughing is also a release. Yeah, he was like, <clears throat> Are you okay? And I'm like, um, and he was like, you know, why are you laughing? And I'm like, because you're trying so hard not to. And <laughs> so I'm laughing. He's like, You're weird. I'm worried about you. Um <laughs> And like the egg had, I think during that moment, like just before I started laughing, I think the egg had sort of come out, but I wanted to get up and I couldn't, like I could, I physically, I was so upset. I was so mortified. I was so just in the moment that I couldn't move. But when I laughed, it was the moment I needed to get off the floor and get to the bathroom, get it off me and just kind of be like without what just happened. Yeah. You were, um, you were like able to shift it for yeah yeah and it was it was full-on like it just I took you know when you take your your knickers off and then you have a look at that kind of thing you're just like wow that's pretty full-on like yeah it's a mass like ah it's like something from aliens I was like that's weird um and I took a picture 
Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wished I wished I had. I remember feeling quite mortified that I had, in the end, think that I flushed it. Because at some point I was like moving around places trying to be a little more comfortable in the process and then ending up on the toilet and being like, oh my God, I flushed it. <laughs> and And yet... What would I have done with it? Would I have like buried it in the city park or something? And it's a very, it's a, so much ambiguity as to like, what are you supposed to do with this? How do you? I don't even know what my husband did with it. He just dealt with it. He just like took it away. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what do we do with it? I was like, do we freeze it? Do we like do something to it? And he was just like. Make it into a diamond? Yeah. He was like, well, we're not going to eat it. Like. And I'm like, no, that's so mad. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but why would we put it in the freezer? Like, just so we torture someone, like terrify someone when they open the freezer. And oh, yeah, that's just my blighted ovum. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you know, but they, it's under you know. the peas behind the sack. <laughs> yeah, behind the sack. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that didn't happen. He did something with it. I don't know. I should ask him. Because the last interview I had, I said, I don't know what he did with it. Um, I think I, no, I don't, I haven't asked him. I need to ask him, what did you do with my sack? Did you put it somewhere special? Um, yeah. He'll be like, oh. not know, right? <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be like, ah, oh, just, you know, just Chucked it in the bin. Chucked it in the bin. <laughs> it's a biohazard. <laughs> we live in the country, so it's kind of like, eh. You can just yeah. put it outside somewhere and let it yeah. give it back to the earth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I live on a I live on a farm, and you know, oh, nice. yeah. So could be fox food, which sounds worse. Sounds horrible. <laughs> I just said it. I don't know. I I don't know. I think it's quite natural. Oh, I know that people like, have aversions to that. Hence, we like put ourselves in a box inside the ground because it's like mentally avoiding the idea that the worms are eating you but they're gonna get there anyway yeah you know I mean I think yeah. that's a good way of looking at it you know it's gonna yeah and the person's not there anymore so you know the soul's gone it's just a vessel so it's not a big deal but I still want to be put in like either a coffin or like something I'm <laughs> ceremonial yeah it's ritual the thought of it it's it's really terrible isn't it it's like it doesn't make a difference you're not here yeah it's true well it's important i mean it is that's that's the whole thing right it's like that's also what gives us this weird feeling about what to do with it because you you're like well to everyone else it's not a baby and we don't do anything with it but like Mm -hmm. Am I going to flush it down the toilet? Like those, those are my, those are the choices. It's like either bury it or yeah, it's Fox food and compost. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I, I actually feel like I actually flushed the baby before that moment. Cause I passed something um, on, on that sixth week. And I, I was pretty sure it was something. Um, I flushed the loo and I remember going back to the toilet and looking in there and being like did I actually flush that (laughs) you know and regretting it regretting the flush 
yeah, I, I exactly. I had exactly the same. And you're like, but I flushed it. Why am I even looking? Um, you know, the toilet's clean now, uh, but it still felt dirty somehow. It's like, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that's my sort of story, uh, of what happened. (laughs) And then after that, um, before my second miscarriage, I, uh, there was a big event on about decluttering your house and I joined it and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I need to do that. And it was something that I was planning while I was pregnant to do. Um, of course, like hard (laughs) nesting, (laughs) me too, like. Week two, I was like, oh, my God, look at all the things I need to do. I need to get rid of all this rubbish, you know. And then, yeah, so I I joined this event and it was like 100 speakers. And um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is so cool if I cared. (laughs) Like, I don't want to touch my house. I don't want to do anything with my house right now, like. You know, but it did actually encourage me and inspire me to actually do something with my house. So then I was like, wouldn't this be amazing if what I was going through right now, like there was an event like this, but for what I'm going through. And so from there, I was like, well, you know, is there one? So I looked it up and I didn't find anything like with a hundred speakers or like 70 speakers or, you know, I saw like lots of like 20 speakers and, and, and things like that. And I'm not discrediting those events because they're amazing, but um, a lot of them were kind of like more on the sort of fertility side or the coaching side or, you know, more professional type. And I was like, well, I kind of. Yeah, there's so little that's so focused on loss. And I was like, I kind of want everything if I can um so I was like well fine then I'll do it myself amazing Amazing. thank you okay you're gonna do that and I was like well someone has to I can't believe it yeah but I'll do it (laughs) so um yeah and then I just started contacting as many ladies as I could and and um lots of lots of women got back to me and it's just been uh, an emotional roller coaster since then because some of the stories have been um, really amazing and heartbreaking and uplifting in weird ways. <laughs> um, and I'm excited yeah, for the event. <laughs> no, it's been it's really awesome. Like, I, there's some interviews I'm like, I can't wait till people watch those because I feel like it's gonna change like mindsets and thought patterns um because I've changed so much just through talking to the women I've talked to so far which is 34 uh women who we've actually like recorded the interviews with um wow but I've talked to I think I think I've talked to about 40 um women but some of the women um had to pull out for life reasons bless them yeah Um, so we never got to the recording stage but um yeah it's been it's been cool so but um, that area will actually be opened up to all the speakers early. So you guys are going to get get access to all the interviews uh, next month. So you guys can all watch them early and, like, you know, get your own feel and hopefully it will help you guys. And then you guys can maybe, like, yeah, give me any pointers if you have any pointers. I don't know. <laughs> Um, sure. I mean, I'm just I'm really keen to see how it comes together. It sounds like a, an intense, huge undertaking. 
I mean, like respect. I've been building this business that we're launching in two weeks for two years, but I still like when I was thinking about what it must be taking to put this together, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there's moments where I think maybe I was crazy, but things are they're coming together. And I think, I don't know. I'm a Christian, so I feel like God is God is helping me a lot. <laughs> so it's not. Yeah, you're in. The, you're on the path. You're like doing what. Yeah, you're called to do right now. Yeah, so I, like, it, you're getting the support you need, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. A lot of I've been getting a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, this is so amazing. Like, you're so great." And but I don't. It doesn't. It sounds weird, but it doesn't feel like me. Like it doesn't feel like my event or anything like that because it's not about me like it's about you know you guys it's about all of us it's about every story everyone and my husband's like oh you're gonna pick and choose you know make sure you get good speakers and I was like no no I'm not I'm just gonna contact loads of ladies and see if they want to speak and he was like what and I was like it's not about you know who you are or what how many followers you have or whatever it's it's literally about your experience how, yeah. and how crap this is. And I was like, you know, this is painful. Like, you know, everyone's story is valid. And I said, so no, I'm yeah. not going to choose anybody. I'm just going to ask people and hopefully they'll say yes to a crazy yeah. woman <laughs> who wants to do something big. Oh, it's super exciting. And I think uh, I agree. There's um yeah there are a lot of um influencers in the space of course but also what I um when I've shared my story online or through the sabi I've what I cherish the most is just people sending me like the the dm where they're I haven't heard from them or maybe I haven't heard from them in years or if it's the sabi because it's a new community there's people I don't know and they're they're that share my vulnerability allows them to to feel what they were maybe not feeling or didn't open up to or think that they processed or whatever it's just it's like it gives space for it and and i think it's just so under discussed the whole space is a very it's a very weird process from all angles um mostly because i think it's so it can be so lonely and when you're in it the the amount of people that you feel who are actually understanding and there for you or truly empathetic the the group is very small right i mean i don't know maybe women are lucky enough to have several others like Leslie, who you spoke with, I think, or maybe you haven't talked yet. No, I but have, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, luckily she's on the other side of the planet. So like when I'm up in the middle of the night or was like literally whilst I'm having my miscarriage, I was WhatsApping her like, this is happening. Is this normal? I didn't get that support from even my midwife but I got it from her and because she was like, you know, a lost mom. And, and that's, that's what you need. You need that community and people who've really been through it because we just, I think as a, as a 
culture, or at least Western developed culture, we don't handle death well. We're, we don't handle grief well. It's just something we like, we're not exposed to enough or we want to push away or whatever. But the range of responses that you get is mostly very poor, but incredibly broad. And in that range of poor, sad, uncomfortable, you know, it's like, it's rare that somebody's truly empathetic or says something that actually helps or does something that actually helps. And I remembered every single one that was like, okay. And I started working on a, I mean, I don't know how long it's actually going to take me to put out maybe in the spring, but I've been working on this like guide to miscarriage for quite a while now, just at least what, what really I noticed and what worked and helped me. Um, Yeah. And one of the most important things that I learned was that exactly what I mentioned earlier, that like people are so bad at, at responding to it. Even people who you think have been your inner circle or one of your best friends or someone who's very important to you, the way that they can handle, especially miscarriage grief is, Oh, it's just, you know, they, they, it's an empathy miss and they want to say the thing that makes they think makes you feel better, but it's actually making them feel better about not knowing what to say about this loss. And so you're like, Oh, uh, and I remember going through months of this and then finally realizing what it was like, how I would handle it differently in the next round, or if I were to lose again, or to share with other women to say is like, important to ask for what you need in the response. Like now I would say, I'm going to tell you something and it's gonna make you probably pretty uncomfortable. You don't have to say anything. You can hug me or, you know, you you can ask me how I am and I would appreciate that. And and literally like lay out as I think as women, we're not comfortable like asking for what we need or being very specific. And that's absolutely what I would do in the future because people need help. (laughs) They need to know like how to respond. And in short of the time, this gap that we have, I think where hopefully the conversation getting bigger and louder, then maybe it will change broader in the culture from the lost community and be something that more people know how to deal with. But for now it's, it's still very, it's still very uncomfortable and hurtful and, and, and like makes you feel more lonely and yeah. So that's, that's the thing I think was like my biggest takeaway is like, show people how to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that's so true. Like people don't know what to do. You have to kind of lead them in the right direction. And a lot of the time, you know, we we all experience it differently in, in a sense as well. Like we all have the same sort of emotions and like things that we go through, but there's varying degrees, right? And because yeah. we're individuals, there's different ways that people need to, kind of talk into that or like 
not <laughs> talk. Um, right. So, like, with my husband, he, mm. didn't, he didn't get it at all. He didn't understand any of it, like, the loss mm. and, like, you know, shouldn't you be over it now, <laughs> you know? Um, 100%. I had the, a similar thing. It was yeah. like, uh, well, we went through that, like, we 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 did that together and now you're still sad <laughs> like um that was like a moment of three or four weeks and now I'm processing that yeah like it was traumatic I'm now processing that trauma okay cool yeah um, exactly. I lost a child and that's not gonna go away because yeah yeah but I, I showed him like videos and things online of women who had gone through a similar experience or gone through a miscarriage, stillborn, all those things. And I said, um, you know, please watch these with me. And he did. And he sat down and he watched them and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is a real thing. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes it takes showing someone those things and I think there was an article that said what not to say to someone who has lost uh, a child more of those (laughs) and I I showed him that article and he was like I've said like all of these (laughs) and I was like I know but you know what's terrible is that even I have said all of these because if you haven't experienced it you just you do the thing you do the thing where it's like I'm gonna say thing that I think will make you feel better but it doesn't yeah yeah or it's actually like like, loss and then you're like oh my gosh I want to say sorry to all those people I said that to (laughs) I know exactly exactly and 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 I think of myself I like to think of myself as an empathetic person but I for sure said every single one that's well maybe at some point, mostly when I was a lot younger, um, but still, I mean, yeah, cringe, cringe. Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. well, you have three healthy kids. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. But it's just, you know, you you live, you learn. And when when you haven't experienced something, you know, you just you just don't know. Right. I really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com. Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions or conclusions expressed.